for being here today, and we thank the Lord for being in our midst today. The Holy Spirit is here in our midst today, and we want to, at this time, give introduction to a man I believe that most of you, if not all of you, don't need to be introduced to, so I will instead present him to you. This is a man who has had a large, a quite, quite uh, influential uh, uh, impact upon my life. He might not know uh, to what extent, but many years ago, back in 1997, some of you are not even that old, uh, he introduced me to the jail ministry. And I quite uh, reluctantly decided after many, many weeks of hounding me about whether I wanted to do this or not, I accepted. And as a result, two years later, I became an ordained minister. I ran from the calling of the ministry, as many ministers do, and uh, he was one that God used in such a way as to get me into the grassroots of what ministry is all about, out into the highways and the byways, into the hedges, right, into the other areas where it is not comfortable to be, right, because a lot of preachers just go into the four walls of the church, and they don't necessarily go out into combat right they don't necessarily go out behind enemy lines is that right but he introduced me to this and as a result he has been like a father in the gospel to me not only a father in the gospel but he is also one who is my spiritual father but he is one who is also my uh my i don't even like to call him i'm trying to find a proper i don't like to call him my father-in-law but he is my my wife's father, daddy, right? And when my father passed away and went on to glory, he doesn't know how much uh, of an influence he has been on me since then because I was not left without a father. He didn't know it, but he, he has a baton in his, his hand that my father handed off to him and he has continued to run with that baton. And he has continued to be that influence, not only in my life, but the, the life of my wife and my children, his grandchildren. And I thank him for that. Um, I thank him for uh, him and his steadfastness into the word. When, when, when things become mucky and, and, and when things become gray uh, in terms of, uh, of, of opinions and such, he always is the anchor that goes right back to what does the word of God say? Because when it comes down to it, what else matters? Your opinion doesn't matter. Mine doesn't, right? The world's opinion doesn't matter. The only opinion that matters is God's word. And we need to just keep it simple, don't we? Go back to what does the word of God say? And that is something that I admire about him. And I am speaking of none other than Elder Larry Lester, who I will present to you at this time and we want to turn him loose and let the Lord have his way with him and use him so that he might bless our hearts on today. Let's stand at this time as we receive him. Amen. As you're standing here, I'd like to pray. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you this morning. We thank you for everyone that's here, those by Zoom, and we ask to be fed this morning. So, Lord, let me be that vehicle in which you use to bless this morning. I thank you, Lord. Thank you for every opportunity that you have given me to come and to serve. And Father, right now, in Jesus' name, we ask you to bless New Life, all the members and some that may be visiting, where we can be a blessing in your name. Father, we thank you. Thank you continuously in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, my scripture is what I'm going to be starting with for us, my message um, it's from Romans chapter 13. Hey Amen. Let me get my pad here working here a little bit. 
kind of, you know, trying to get used to this stuff. There we go. A little twist there. And a little there. And here we go. Amen. All right. Um, Romans 13. Uh, 13 says, because we belong to the day, we must live decent lives for all to see. Not participating in the dark, wild parties of drunkenness, or in sexual permission. Thank you. <laughs> and <laughs> immoral living and in quarreling and jealousness. In the, uh, instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, my topic this morning is pleasing God through Christ. Pleasing God through Jesus Christ. Amen. I thank the Lord. We ask him this morning to bless this message. It was a powerful message to where when I was putting it together, I tell you, like my heart was just burning inside. Amen. And I just ask the Lord to bless us this day. Back in John The 12th chapter 35, Paul reminded us what Jesus said. He said that my light will shine for you just a little longer. Walk in the light while you can. So the darkness will not take over you. These who walk in the darkness cannot see where they are going. Put your trust in the light while there is still time, then you will become children of the light. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand praise this morning. Hallelujah. Thank him this morning. I um, heard um, a preacher was mentioning about a, I guess it was a parable, about this rich father that had a son that he gave all his wealth and Later on in life, the son died and they decided to auction off all of his wealth. And the town began to set up an auction where the auctioneer began, came in and to arching off all his belongings. But as he get ready to begin, someone hand him a letter saying that before you begin, you must take care of this matter. And it was a portrait of his son. And so he explained to him that before everything began, we had to take care of this matter. And he began to auction off this portrait of his son. People out in the audience was kind of puzzled because they, he had some wealthy, some stuff that everybody wanted to get hold to. I mean, I thought he was, had a wealthy father and so they want to get down to the real why they're here. And so 
the auctioneer began to hand the poetry up and as he began to take the bid and everybody was quiet, nobody wondering what's going on because after all the poetry wasn't that, you know, it wasn't that uh, attractive. And so they said, oh, you know what? Okay, somebody just raised their hand and said, okay, okay, I'll take it. And so he decided, okay, it's going to the bidder, this gentleman there. And as he began to read the letter, it said, the quotation that whoever have the son have everything. Whoever have the son have it all. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. You know, this is the message, the gospel today that us, we trying to reveal and let everyone know when you got Jesus, you have it all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So as we begin to go through the scripture, and it says here, let us behave decently. Other words, let us walk properly, honestly, where we must live a decent life for all to see. Hallelujah. Amen. Because we must understand folks are watching. Not only they hear what you're saying, but they are watching, making sure that you are walking the talk. Amen. And so here it reminds us that we belong to the day. Amen. In other words, that we belong to the light. We must understand that when Jesus was here, he always had different uh, titles for himself, the door, the way, the truth, the shepherd. And here we're talking about how he is the light, that he illuminates our heart and the mind, that where we be able to not have to guess and to stumble into things in life but we know precise in the way that we should go. Amen. So we, have, we must understand that we must live a positive life, a holy life, be as a city on the hill. We must understand that our outward behavior must reflect the inward reality of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. By living a life, Pleasing to God. Hallelujah. Pleasing to God. That's why I'm here today, because I want to remind us that we must live a life pleasing to God. But I want to remind you also, you can't do it alone. It's just something by nature. Amen. When we are born into this world, we don't have it to where we can do this thing. If we could, uh, God would have let us. He wouldn't have to come and Jesus would have to go through what he did to save us. But he knew that we couldn't do this alone. Amen? <clears throat> Not participating in carousing, wild party, drunkenness, all this sexual activity, immoral living, uh, we must understand that we must be clothed with the gift that God have given here. Amen? The gift, what is that gift? The gift of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we must reflect his image, likeness, knowing those who have been saved were saved through faith, not of works. Amen? But what happened, what they was transformed, hallelujah, not that 
they was able to do it on their own, but it reminds us, say, don't let yourself think about ways to indulge in evil desire. Now, because it said this, it's a remind us to remind us that this be possible, amen, that you can receive the Lord, God. You can receive Jesus, amen, but still those desires can be there, amen. So what you must understand and must know that Jesus come along to get, empower you. That's why I tell us that we must what? Have Christ in us, amen. Uh, 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 hold on for a minute. Let me back up for a minute. Because in Romans 8 tell us, it says, so then those who are in the flesh cannot what? Please God. But you are not who he's talking to, the ones that have accepted his son. Amen. He said, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwell in you. Oh, come on here. Come on. You must understand that you must have the spirit of Christ in you before you go any further. For you even trying to please the Lord, please God in your walking and talking. And not only that, please yourself when you're trying to walk that walk towards righteousness. Amen. And but it also said, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, it's not his. That almost like it was a hard right. You go in a direction, go boop. Amen. That first of all, Christ must be in you. Amen. Must be in you. Hallelujah. In order for you to be able to walk properly and honestly and live a decent life in which that you can not only be satisfied, but you can sing about. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And going on here in John chapter 319 says through 21, and the judgment is based on this fact. God light came into the world, but people love darkness more than light for their action was evil. Oh, hallelujah. All who did evil hate the light and refuse to go near it. Hallelujah. For fear that their sin will be exposed. And that's what we're going on today. Amen. Why the church is, is filled. Why a lot of time folks runs away from the word. Because they realize that they don't have strength. And they don't know, they don't want to come to get strength. Because maybe with the environment, the way they came up or whatever, raised or whatever it is. But it's available for everybody. Hallelujah. To where you won't have to run from the light. But those who do what is right, they have no problem coming to the light. Amen. Because we know this. Watch this. It isn't us. It's not us. But it's Christ. It's not a works. Amen. It's not works. But it's through faith in Christ. Amen. The work comes when we continue trying to live in a world system to try to 
walk the way the Bible say walk and to keep at minimal those desires. Amen. Come on, let me get a hand praise. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Made me feel that I'm in a church. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Be like the teacher, make everybody stand for a minute. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. But, but this is what's going on. So, so that's the reason why I feel this, this, this touched me with this, this uh, uh, Romans 13, because it said we belong to that light. Amen. That we must live a decent life. Amen. Because not only your children, but people, uh, colleagues at work, different one can see. And a lot of times your best testimony is your lifestyle. Amen. Because sometimes folk not going to allow you to witness to them. And then if you give a testimony sometime and they might question that. But they cannot question everything they see you do every day. Amen. It would get to the point to where it would get contagious. To the point that they will see your goodness and God's goodness and how he blessing you and how you being blessed, how your children are blessed in health and mind and strength. And then it would get to the point to where they go, hmm, I better try this. Because after all, I would like to be blessed. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, so right here, we must understand that's, that's a powerful scripture. So therefore, in Colossians uh, chapter 2, uh, 6 through 7, it says, therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus, walk in him. Walk in him. How? In union. Reflecting his character in the things not only you say, but also what you do. Hallelujah. Living lives that can lead others away from sin. Amen. Away from sin. <clears throat> I remember uh, and the old church uh, was we had a sister there that tried to lead one of her work colleagues to Christ. And so she actually said, well, you know, class, you something? She said, well, why should I change to follow you when we out there doing the same thing? That's, that's a problem. And you think about it. Why should? Amen. Only thing I could say about that is I would rather face the devil with God backing me up than facing God with Satan backing me up. Amen. Hallelujah. But it reminds us that we have to be reminded for all can see. Having been deeply rooted in him and now being built up continuously in him, increasingly establishing in your faith as you were told, overflowing in it's with gratitude, hallelujah, that no one take from you, hallelujah, take you captive with philosophy, empty deception, including uh, the condition of men's following the principle of this world. Oh, you got to be careful of this, amen. Rather than the truth in Christ Jesus, 
Uh, Romans 12 says something that's really powerful. Remind me in chapter 2. It said, be not conformed to this world. So we must understand there is a spirit of conformity. Amen? Meaning that the world has a way or knack of always want to be a part of something. Always want to be with something. No one want to be alone. Amen. Matter of fact, Jesus said that we are like sheep going where? To the slaughter. It doesn't matter where I go. As long as I can follow you, I go. I go. It doesn't matter the destination. We just go. Amen. But that remind me that there's an issue here in this world. What I call her mentality. <clears throat> Hallelujah. And let me explain what I'm saying here. Because it seems like there's always mob mentality, packing mentality, gang. People like the group, you know, because we must understand there, whether you believe it or not, there are powerful influence in this world, not only from your peers, but from spirits. Oh, okay, all right. Okay, that might not went over there good. But there are, come on somebody, an influence of spirits. If it wasn't not so, God wouldn't mention about it, amen. He tell us to put on the whole armor, hallelujah, to, to block, to take away the fiery dots. So that tell me that is something to this, hallelujah. But we must understand with this herd mentality, people just, that they are so vulnerable because everybody wants to be popular. Everybody want to be famous, well-known, and be celebrated, amen? As a matter of fact, some might want to be worshipped, amen? You know, but, but we have that. And, and, and the Bible warned us of that, that we must be non-conformity, amen? That we must uh, have an outward uh, um, outward expression of Christ, not of darkness, because we must understand here that the world create an atmosphere for all this, amen? So what we must do, we must put on Christ. What are you saying here? Display the outward Christ, his inward divine nature. In other words, we must give holy. And the only one that can give that is the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. John 12, 31, 32 says, now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast but what Jesus said, he said, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, he will what? Draw everyone that believe and trust in him, all the people to me. Hallelujah. But he reminds us about the ruler of this world. Amen. But if we worship, if we lift him up, get him in our heart, get him in our dwelling, amen, that he will grow all men unto me. In other words, let's be born again, amen? Born again, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. And Ephesians, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, Ephesians 4.20 remind us one thing. It says, but you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, 
that you put off concerning your former what? Conduct. That old nature, that old man, which grow corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be what? Renewed in the spirit of your mind. Amen. And what people must understand, a lot of times when we're talking about the flesh, can I please go to the flesh? He ain't talking about the body. Say. Because the body, if it have the right spirit, amen, do positive things, amen. So, but, but, but when we say, can I please God, what are you talking about? That what have been embedded in our heart. Let me say this, see, you can't please him. First of all, that got to be a heart transplant. Come on, somebody. Do I have a witness? It got to be. It got to be. That's the first thing. Amen. In order for you to be able to please him. Hallelujah. And the only way we do that, wow, through Jesus Christ. Because he prayed for us. He prayed that we, to the Father, that he would give us his spirit that we will be like him and the father and him and the father are one and we can be as one, amen? And the only way that we can do that by having him in us, in our heart, amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord, amen. You know, Paul and Philippians 3.13 said this. He said, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things. And I, I, and I don't want anyone to think that anybody here like us, we have achieved this thing. You know, we might try to tell you the, what the word says and what God says. It doesn't mean that, that, that we don't perfect this thing. Amen. We, we work in progress. Amen. I mean, we're working with this, but at least what we are doing, we are working out in the word. So, so yeah, we do have little spiritual muscles, amen? And you can have spiritual muscles if you begin to work out in the word because the spiritual muscles are what it takes to keep the enemy away, amen? Amen. So, so Paul say, I just want you to understand here. He say, but I press on. To possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first, what he did, possess me. That, 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 that's what he said. He said, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on one thing, forgetting the past, and looking forward to what lies ahead. So I press on. I reach. I reach to the end of the race and receive the heavenly. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, give him a hand praise. Hallelujah. The heavenly prize. Do you have the heavenly prize? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The heavenly price, amen, hallelujah, for which God, through Jesus, called, is calling us. Oh, praise his holy name. This is what it's about this morning. This is what it's about this morning. So we must understand that you know, some of us are going to be criticized. A lot of times people are going to think you thinking more than what you ought to think when it comes to yourself because you looking down on somebody. But no, 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 we looking, we just understand that that the word of God stand. It stood back then and it's gonna stand right now. Amen. Pastor uh, spoke about in Romans all those things in which we all can, some of us can identify with 
Amen. Or some of those sinful things and everything. I just don't know, but I don't know about y'all, but uh, no, I saw one, two. What y'all laughing about? You know, you saw four or five things up there too. <laughs> we 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 ain't telling nobody. Amen. But we're working on this. So we can understand. We, we, we know what Paul's talking about by pressing on. Amen. Because we have to press on. Amen. A preacher was saying about uh, he was, I think R.C. Scroll was saying he was at a conference and he was walking with the priest. And the priest uh, was walking. Then a little boy ran up to him. You know, he had his outfit on. And he grabbed him by the arm, you know, just with joy. And the priest snatched back, hey, don't touch me. And R.C. said, he was done found. He said, what? What is this? That's what it's about. Not only that he touched you, you should have hugged him. Oh, come on, somebody. You sort of reach out for him. This is what it's about. It's about love. You cannot win in about an over by trying to explain the word without love. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm gonna, let me go back to my scripture here because it reminds me what it says here, up here in Romans 13, uh, verse 8. And, I, and Minister Walker, I think he read this this morning. Said, owe nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another. If you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of God. For the commandments say you must not commit adultery. You must not murder. You must not steal. You must not cover these and other such commandments are summed up in this one commandment. Wow, that's amazing. And what it sums up in what? Love your neighbor as yourself. Because love does no wrong to others, so love fulfills the requirement of God's law. So anytime we operate and love, hallelujah, you will be more respected and accepted, amen. And I, I, I was um, working and I was at a truck stop and it was like at night, I just walked in the door and this gentleman was at the counter and I knew the guy that works there, you know, cause I goes in all the time and he, you know, he was gay. You know, he'd been there, but he was the, ni not the nicest guy you want to meet. And all of a sudden, other truck drivers with different ones was in the store. The guy hauled on and spit in this guy's face. And he did not expect the result. Man, a bunch of us truck drivers and different ones, they calling that dude outside that dough, and for them to put some on him. And I walked through there. And afterward, the next night, the guy came in, he said, oh, he said, I thank y'all, I appreciate y'all, you know, you, you know what you've done and everything. And, and someone said, you know, what, 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 you, uh, uh, are you, you know, approved of the lifestyle? No, 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 no. But he's an individual. He's a creative of God. Amen. And if I have a chance to preach or to teach to this brother, I will bring him the word. Amen. Because just like an adulterer, a fornicator, or anybody else, he can be saved. Amen. Amen. So if he 
tug on my coat. I won't say get away from me. But I give him a hug. Simply because that there's a soul to be saved. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. But it only works in love. Not being critical. Amen. We know what the word says. Amen. Like sometime me and my wife was at a church on the east side. And these people came to church. You could tell they church for the first time. Because what they had on said so. It was like they were going to the club. And I mean, they, they, what they were wearing, what they were doing. And one of the sisters got up. And when they after service got outside, don't you come to church like that no more. What's wrong with you? You respect disrespecting the house of God. You this and that. And me and my wife backed up and said, no, they sure won't be coming back. After all that, after all that, not considering that they hadn't been going to church, they dressed as their environment. And their environment was going to the club and doing whatever. So if they decide or somebody got to them and say, come to church, that's the first step. And we should be able to operate in love to help bring them along. Hallelujah. Because if Jesus get in them, you don't have to tell them what to put on. You won't have to tell a child to put up his pants. You won't have to tell a woman this is tight. But they will see it just the way he has shown it to us. When the spirit of God get in us, he changes. Not you. He changes. He changes mind. He changes attitude. He changes the heart. Hallelujah. Whoa. Whoa. Man. Thank you, Lord. That's how it works. That's how we begin. It's all start in love. Hallelujah. Do you love your neighbor? Hallelujah. Because if you love your neighbor, hallelujah, you will do the things that God says do. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Hand work. All right, Satan. Getting ready here. Loosen up. Mess up me. I'm getting on a roll a little bit. I want to act right. And they say, love do no wrong to others. So love fulfills the requirement, the law. That is all for more urgent. For you know how late it is. Oh, here it is. Time is running out. Oh, hallelujah. Wake up the sleepers. Wake up the dead walkers. Amen. For our salvation is near than what do we first believe. The night is almost gone. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, come on, somebody. You know when you're midnight, you, it just used to be the darkness of it all. And you know when night come in, everything. How you know that this is night? what we are walking in because you know at night that's when all the distinctive colors and things that you can see the red blue white green everything that you can see in the light at night even it all become gray the dark I passes by a lot the car dealerships and I'm going to tell you some if no light over there you see the cause, but you can't see the color. Amen. But you know the cause there. But light helps brings, amen, to where you will be able to see.
And we know that sometimes God do his best work at midnight. Hallelujah. Oh, when you, when doubt come in, when you say, oh, Lord is over. I might as well. Oh, ain't no hope. I thought he was going to do this or do that. And then all of a sudden at midnight, thing change. Somebody in here right now might be going through a midnight crisis right now. But I just want to tell you that the day of salvation will soon be here. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so, so remove your dark deed like 50 clothes and put on that shiny armor of living right because you belong, oh, hallelujah, to the light. Uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm about done. But I just want to remind somebody what Jesus said. Jesus said in John 14, he said that I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Now, what he said after that was powerful. Now, it's not my word, but this is what Jesus said. He said, no man or no one can come to the Father except. Now, you have to hire somebody to get you to misunderstand that. Come on. That's plain. Keep your money in your pocket. I don't care how much you study, how many scientists, different uh, educators you get with this. You can't change this. No one, no man can come to the Father except through me. I don't care what you're saying. Huh? I don't care what, what you're fighting with. I don't care. You can be uh, with the gay rights, all the alphabets. I can't keep up with all the alphabets. Whatever alphabet you are. He can change it. it I'm, I'm not trying to be, it's so many, I can't keep up with it. And it keep adding on and on. He can fix it. If anybody here that going through a midnight crisis and you've been fighting this thing, going through, and you haven't decided whether or not that you're going to give Christ an opportunity or a chance. All I tell you that I got so many witnesses in here and tell you that they would have made it if it wasn't for the goodness and mercy of Christ. Oh, come on, somebody. I can tell you, I remember up there at St. Joe Hospital when my daughter had her stroke and the doctors was circling, trying to figure out what to do. But I remember what there was some praying men that came from this church. They came with power. They got around the bed. And they began to pray. And they prayed. They prayed. They were more than some of them sweating like I am right now. They prayed. And I tell you, God heard their prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
I remember on my job, a friend of mine had a friend that had the same condition and they had about the same age, two years different. And the doctor told us, say, well, you might as well let her go because she gonna know anything. She gonna be able to do anything. And you know, Fed just statement. I'm sure that she won't want to be this way and stuff. But guess what? Instead of taking God advice, they took the doctor advice, and they allowed that child to go. I'm telling you, saints. There's power. There's power. Can I get a witness? There's power. In the blood, there's power. In the blood, there's power in the blood. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So if anybody here today, they sick and tired of being sick and tired, tell you what, meet us at the church right up here. We got a circle in here that you can leave it right there. You can leave it right there. All the thing we gonna do gonna be the point of contact. Say, Lord, right here. And guess what? You'll do the rest. Won't you do it? Let's get a Lord a big old hand praise. Thank you. <clears throat>